Welcome to a new episode of Liftoff, a Jets football podcast with your hosts, Chris, and from playlikeajet.com, Mr. Sharman Phillip. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter slash X at Liftoff Jets. You can also follow myself at CP7NY. You can follow Sharman at GrownFolk1980. You can also read all of his articles every week at playlikeajet.com. You can also find our podcast wherever you find your podcasts at Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. And you can also find us at sportswireradio.org. And you can follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017 for all the other scheduling of the other great shows that are on there. So, Charmin, another quiet week in Jetland this week. Um, oh, man. Wow. I <laughs> didn't think that's where you would have gone. <laughs> oh, it never ends, man. It never ends. That's all I know with the Jets. It's always something. Never nothing. Yeah. <laughs> never nothing. I mean, I mean, it, it plays into the fact that we're we're in the in one of the biggest cities in the world. So um everything is magnified, everything is over exaggerated. Um and uh, that ter- that's connected to the prevailing story of an hour that Zach Wilson uh, made it very clear that he is iffy about taking the ball back if the coaching, if the coaches want to put him back as a starter. And uh, at the end of that sentence, half of Jets' Twitter fell on their sword <laughs> for Zach. No, that's not what happened. Everybody went, Zach, you piece of crap. Get him out of here. Oh, my God. People, think just, just put yourself in the player's shoe for a second, please. There are things that you would probably say in private to your who you think is your friend or who you think you could confide in that you would never tell your boss that you never tell your parent, that you'll never tell, right? You know, anybody that's of importance. You'd probably confide in somebody, somebody that you you trust or you think you could trust. And and I think that's the situation here. I think I think Zach um, said something. I I don't think that's actually too far away from the truth. You know, if you're looking at your future, of course you would think of. Especially how up and down, like not up and down, or horribly down that this offensive line has been. And all you could think of is, um, I don't even know what my future is here. It it would probably be best if I don't play anymore for the season, and then I could go, you know, and then I could go start next season somewhere else and try my best to make it over there. He could have been speaking on, I don't know, what's the prevailing college football news? Uh, the kid from USC saying that he doesn't want to play because he's he's uh, in the bowl game. Yeah. Because he he doesn't want to get injured. Maybe maybe that's what Zach Wilson was talking about. He's like, maybe that's what I should do, you know, as a joke. And somebody went, ah, gotcha. And then, you know, went to Rossini and go, you know, hey. Um, guess what the, your boy said, you know, right. which I think is weak. 
and ridiculous. And anybody that 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 praises that kind of crap is, you know, because I think as a man, you should have, you know, you should be allowed to say stuff like that and not be pulverized for it. Um, because I don't think Zach has a, I don't think he's a weak-minded guy. I don't think that's the reason why Zach is not a great quarterback or is not gonna be a great quarterback. I don't think he's not tough. I don't. I don't think toughness is the reason why Zach Wilson can't be a great quarterback. Mm. There's. We all know why Zach is not mentally. He just hasn't been able to put the mental side of the game together with how great his physical prowess is, and that goes for a. I mean, an incredible amount of quarterbacks that have graced the NFL stage have lacked the potential to put together their physical prowess together with their mental prowess because it's not as easy as everybody makes it seem. I'm, everybody likes to say um, quarterbacks don't know reads. I, some of the best known podcasters and 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 football aficionados that speak on football now are career backup quarterbacks there's a reason for that they know exactly how the game's supposed to play they know all the concepts and how, how all the, the 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 little technicalities that make a football game the problem is they cannot take that picture from their head and place it on the field Zach's is doubly worrying because he always had the football, the, the physical prowess. He was always a great athlete. He could always sling the ball miles down the field. The problem is he is never he never had to be challenged the way the NFL has challenged him mentally. So he hasn't put the two together. That doesn't have anything to do with being a tough football player. He's had multiple injuries and he's come back from them. So I so the to me the the it's way too easy because the because the kid hasn't gotten to where he everybody thought he was supposed to be. Oh, it's time to you know character assassinate. People fail. People fail. That that does not make Zach less of a human being. Yes, it makes him less of a football player, but that's just where it stops. And the fact that we have to go to somebody that that basically kind of, uh, you know, in my opinion, broke the bro code. Because there's certain things that somebody tells you, you just cannot go tell people. I'm sorry. I, Especially if they had the guts to tell you personally. That means they confided in you. That means they trust you. Okay, so here's what. Diana Rossini, she she basically doubled down on her report today, okay? This was pretty recently today. She said the entire building has been aware of this for a week now that Zach Wilson has had reluctance to want to go back in there. He has expressed it openly to people. Aaron Rodgers was told to speak with Zach Wilson last Wednesday about changing his mind. I was told that it didn't even work initially. Zach said, thanks, but no thanks. This is what I want. I'm going to do moving forward. He has now changed his mind. Someone from Zach's camp reached out to tell Rossini that if he was offered the starting job, he would now take it and play. 
The Jets know, I know. Zach Wilson knows, I know. And Aaron Rodgers, once again, has gone on television to refute a report that's accurate. So for me, like, I don't think she would lie. Like, why would she lie? She basically just got this job, right, during the summer, I think. She went from ESPN to The Athletic. Right. Head of NFL reporting there or whatever whatever her title is. Uh, right. She's normally pretty good. I don't – you know what I mean? And Zach uh, Rosenblatt, that's the guy that covers the Jets for right. The Athletic. He backed it up too. So, I, personally, I don't know if they're lying. I don't think they're lying. But I'm I, not saying that she's lying. I never said that she is. Again, remember – the, of everything I said, I never took a shot at at the people reporting the news. I'm pretty sure that they're reporting what they were told. You understand what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that they were they're told they were reporting what they were told. I am pretty sure that I am my understanding of what happened or what I think happened because because again I'll go back to what I'm saying, right? Zach Wilson. After rem um, remedying that whole situation where he spoke out of turn, right? Yeah, I I refuse to believe that a guy that saw what that what that does, right? How that could be turned against you as an NFL player? He went and said something else that he knows that would fall like basically create us a, a, a kind of a a maelstrom around him. I in like I, I'm sorry. I do not believe that's how it went down. I think yes, he said something that probably wasn't in, in the line of what was said to someone. Someone went up the chain, across the chain, whatever. Said it. It kind of got spread around, and then he was approached about it, and he probably said, "Hey, yeah, I did say it," you know. Yeah, but but, the, from that. but the but Chris <laughs> the the problem the problem with that is under what circumstances was it said? This is what I'm trying to tell you. Like if I said if I said listen, I don't think it's that I told somebody right. I didn't go to Salah. Which if you tell me that the that that you had proof that Zach went to Robert Salah or Joe Douglas or his football or his QB coach or any one of them and, and said, hey, listen, you know what? If you guys are going to give me the ball back right now, man, I I, nah, I don't think so, man. You know, I can't do this, right? Yeah. They would be in their right mind to cut him immediately. You understand what I mean? But yeah. I don't think that's what happened. I'm pretty sure that the news got to them second-handedly. Then he was approached after the fact. He probably was like, yeah, I said something, but it wasn't like that. But like you said, the genie's out of the bottle. It does not matter how you said it. The fact that you said it kills that. And then the fact that you know how things happen, man. You could whisper something to me right now. And if I have to whisper, if there are 10 other people in the, in the room when you whispered it to me, and I shared it with everybody else. I promise you, by the time we got to the tenth person, that message will change drastically. You understand what I mean? Yeah. So I'm. So I'm. All I'm saying is this. Again, I'm not refuting the fact that Zach Wilson said 
some version of what they're saying he said. And, and I'm pretty sure he wouldn't lie because whoever he told is has enough clout to to be to sound reasonable enough that they wouldn't make stuff up about the kid. So he knew he couldn't say, oh, I never said that. So he probably confirmed what was said. And every and then uh, like I like you said, you cannot take something like that back. Yes, you didn't go and tell the coaches, but the fact that everybody knows, everybody knows now. That's done. And you gotta it's remember the, you that's it. And you gotta remember, Zach Wilson's already lost the you know the locker room from last year you remember That's what i'm trying to say right so no but that but that means more that he said what he said and when rogers went to him and said listen dude if they tell you you want to if you want to start you should start and he was like yeah thanks but no thanks you know like i think that's what he said because he knows he's done here he's done the only reason why he's on the team right now or even on this team this year is because of Aaron Rodgers. That's the only reason why. You know it. They probably would have traded him this offseason because they were done last year. They benched him, what, two, three times last year? Yeah, yeah. I agree right? with you so, on that. Yeah, so. My, I'm, I'm, stick, I'm, sticking to, I'm sticking to my, I'm defending Zach Wilson, and I'll tell you why. You can't. I'm different. No, I'm sorry, but I am. And and the reason why I am is because I'm gonna stay to the stay to the fact that I think the kid is smart enough that he would not say that the way they said he said it. I'm I'm pretty I'm I'm on the I'm gonna defend it because I think I'm probably gonna be the only one that he probably didn't say it that way. And people are just and and they just use the story for what it is. You know what I mean? And then, and that it is what it is, you know, because it's easy, in my opinion, for this to turn out to what it is. Anytime a, a character of this, of, of like of his stature, for what he has been in New York, which is the bane of Jets' existence, any word, any action that would deem himself basically what that that whole you know what's going on right now anything that would cause that would be i mean it's 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 like in my opinion it's like <laughs> it's like adding fuel fuel to a flame well because he probably feels like all right i'm done here like i'm done like what am i going to go out there but and but chris that but Chris, you have to, this is the point I'm trying to make before you move on. <clears throat> the point I'm trying to make is that you're telling me that this, this kid that's smart enough to understand, he just learned that lesson last year. You're telling me, right? That this lesson. kid is stupid enough to utter stuff like that, knowing what he went through last year? That's what you're telling me? I think so, because he's done here. Think about it. But Chris, it but, his, but if uh, he's done here, he's not done as an NFL football player, though. No? Because no, if, done if Zach Wilson li listen, if the if it's true that Zach Wilson said what you're telling me he said when Aaron Rodgers went to him and went like, yo, if they were offering you the job, you should take it. And he went, nah, man, I'm done. NFL football is basically done for Zach Wilson. There is no place 
in the NFL for anybody that's selfish like that, especially when you're not good enough to be selfish. Your career is over. Exactly. You, you're telling me the same kid that uttered what he uttered last year learned that mistake because he got pulverized last year but did for he saying what he said. But did he learn? Huh? Did he learn his lesson? But that's but I am leaning on the fact that I think Zach Wilson is smart enough to know not to do the same thing again. I'm I'm telling you, I'm 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 almost a hundred percent sure that that's not how this went down. Because I'm I'm pretty sure this kid is smarter than that. I just can't see reporters just making up stuff because they could have. Said, I'm not saying they did, like I just said. No, but you kind of are. They got what. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. What I'm saying is somebody told them exactly, told them something. But like I said, what Zach said to whoever he said to whatever, <laughs> whoever he spoke to, by the time that message left Zach's lips, got to whoever, and then that spread around the building and got to Rossini and them, that whatever Zach said was not the same. I'm telling you, man, I've seen it happen a million times. Yeah, and I, it so, just fits the situation. It's perfect as a Jet fan, in my opinion. That's one of the things I'm. I, I am always kind of really apprehensive. The you know at at taking things for what they are when it, especially when it's like it's too easy, because it's happened so many times, man. You know what I mean? Look at look at look look at earlier in this year when. When um uh what's his name the uh former Dallas Cowboy uh quarterback on on live TV said that that um oh, that Quinn and Williams said right come on bro he said that on live television and people were like mad at it for like a second and they let it go right there was another there, there was another thing going on earlier this season I think it was um. Was it earlier this season or last season when when it was last season when uh, the former Giants running back said Salah told him he wasn't there when we have video of Salah literally being at practice? Again. That's, that's FAN. They're a joke. I wouldn't need to go. <laughs> I don't listen to that. Again, I'm not saying, but but what I'm saying, Chris, I'm not saying that, uh, not taking a shot at Rossini and 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 I'm I'm definitely not. You're, you're saying that they kind of, by the time it got to them, it became much bigger. Yeah, because because but what is this? Okay. You know how big that story has become. Right. You cannot listen if you're gonna. <laughs> if I bring this to you as an off as a as a reporter. This is the big story. You're gonna be on everywhere. You're gonna be on. You're going to be on everywhere, and she's everywhere right now. So here, so let's say it this way. Let's say if he really did say that to somebody, okay, mm. and before it even got to them, before it even got right. to the to the press, right? Right. He goes to somebody, goes, man, even if they ask me to start again, I'm not going to start. I'm done. I'm done with this team. And the guy's like, come on, you can't say that. And let's say that guy went over to Aaron Rodgers because he knows that's the only guy that's going to talk talk to him at this point for saying that mm-hmm. like dude you got to talk to him you got to you got to you know and maybe rogers went to him and say you can't be this way because like you said you, you'll, you'll be done in the nfl if this, if this gets out 
And maybe he was like, yeah, I really don't care. I'll be fine. Someone will pick me up. Right. Because I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I understand that from and I'm not defending what Zach Wilson said, because this is he's lost. I don't care if it was in jest. I don't care if it was jokingly. You can't do this. You can't say, no, I don't want to play anymore because I'm worried about getting hurt. Bro, there's 52 other guys on that roster that play every day with a chance that they're going to get hurt. So you're going to say, oh, because I'm the quarterback? Yeah, I'm not going to. And this guy's getting paid more than most of the team. Okay, outside of a few players, he's getting paid more than everybody on that team. And he's, yeah, I don't want to risk an injury. Meanwhile, these guys don't even know if they're going to be able to get a job after this year. And this guy's got guaranteed money. You know what I mean? So you got to look at it. Forget about Forget about the whole media thing that it got blown out of proportion. The just the just because he said what he said, I wouldn't even let him on the team anymore after what he said. Because you're done in that locker room. Like you're done. He was done already, I think, because of last year. Yeah, he probably learned from it. He probably apologized to everybody. Yeah, I didn't mean to say that. But come on. This is not this is not seventh grade. This is the NFL. You can't apologize. You can't walk back any of that stuff. Like, you're done. Like this. He's done. Like you said, he's done. He's done here. But you know it, and I know it. He'll get picked up somewhere. Someone will give him a shot because he's got the tools. We 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 see it. He's got all the tools except for the, you know, the one in the brain. But he's got all the physical tools to be a quarterback. And we see how bad quarterback the quarterback position is. I mean, it's atrocious around the whole league. So. Somebody will somebody will sign him. I just think, forget about the media. What they said, this was awful. What he said, awful. And it was just, I, again, like I said, like, like career, I said, Chris, correct. I I I will I will go to bat that the kid never said that the way that they said he said it. I'll go to bat that he said it. He didn't say that that, that way. I'll, <laughs> I'll 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 go I'll this go to bat that he never said it that I, way. Then maybe he deserves. I'm, okay. I'm listen, but but Chris, my question is why. Zach is a bad football player. Does that make him a bad human being? No, no. I'm not saying this was being a bad human being either. This is just him being frustrated. Uh, oh. Like this team, like, think about it from his side. I'm not – just think about it from his side. They benched him multiple times last year. This year they, they benched him, you know, and they bring the other two guys. They're just – they're worse than him. So it's like – what you're benching me, but you these guys are still working. Like nobody's saying anything bad about them, but I'm but the one Chris, to blame for this season. But, you know, like, but Chris, can I ask you a question? Our 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 vantage point, right? Because all what you're saying here is the from the vantage point of the fans, right? What exactly? None of that matches what's happening inside. This is the this is one of the things we've watched enough. 30 for 30s and all that stuff to know that the that the storyline that fans and the and and people outside football have in the moment never match what's happening in the locker room they of course like regular folk there are things going on in the locker room that mirror what goes on in society but there's also certain things that are unique to a football team and a locker room i am telling you if Zach Wilson, the same Zach Wilson that was out before the game started, right? 
throwing multiple um, routes over and over and over again. That guy looks like he gave up already? That he gave up on the Jets? I'm sorry, man. I'm I'm not falling for that okie doke. I am it this is way too perfect. This is like you said, he you might be right. The Jet the, the Jets and Zach Wilson might be done completely. But for for the do you know how things work in New York? It has to work perfectly. It has to be the bomb. You know what I mean? Because he can't just walk quietly into the night and like just get cut. And nobody ever speak of Zach Wilson again, only in jest after the fact they quote how bad he was as a quarterback. It has to be a definitive end. And this story basically gives it that New York flavor, that big town, big city, New York, number one bestseller type story where everything ends with a bang. It is incredibly way too perfect. I read enough books to tell you that this feels manufactured. There are things about it, yes, again, I'm not saying that he didn't say something or some version of that, but I think it was blown out of proportion by someone and brought to the attention of the press. Again, like I said, I don't think the press had anything to do with blowing it out of proportion. I think the press, like they do, let things seep out into the wind and it does what it does. And again, like I said, being that it's Zach Wilson, anything that has anything to do with these two, these two phrases, the what whatever was said, and Zach Wilson being in the same sentence, this thing would blow up like a like a dry keg. So I'm telling you, it is way too perfect. Something is up here. I am telling you that's that Zach might have confided in someone that he should have not, he should have not, you know, maybe he said. Oh, you know, maybe that's what I should do. Maybe he said some version of this because he's human and he's frustrated, like you're saying. Right. Right. But to all of a sudden now add insult to injury and say how, oh, he's this and he's that, he's this. Listen, he ain't nothing but a human, a kid, a young man struggling to be for his dream. And he's trying, but it's not working. So, yes. It would be good. It would listen. Let the kid go ahead. Go, go. You know, try to find himself somewhere else. And I pray to God that he does. But to assassinate the kid's character the way this story is, in my opinion, I think <laughs> there's something up there, and I'm not gonna fall for that, man. It's way too contrived, in my opinion. Yeah, it I, doesn't make any. It's it's way too perfect. I, I I get what you're saying, but I mean, I I just don't understand why people would just make things up. What you don't, but I just gave you examples of people I know, making that's stuff not, up. That's other people. I've never seen Zach. I've never seen Zach make anything up from the Jets, and I've never seen Rossini make things up. That's all. But I'm that's saying. what I'm saying. But Chris, you're still missing my point. I never said they did. Well, I'm no, not saying they did. I'm though. saying I'm no. I'm not. I'm saying that that's what Somebody they were fed. Somebody made this I'm, up. Exactly, but it doesn't have to be the, the the news. It doesn't have to say be the people that write the story. I'm saying exactly because this is listen, listen to me, right? I don't know how many examples do we have of young men that have, that 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 basically you, I could paint the picture of Zach Wilson being incredibly privileged, right? 
the reason why I could do that is because he's been get given so many chances. Normal people don't get this many chances at anything. Right? Oh. That will piece people off. It will, in my opinion, when you have, and I've, you see it on Twitter. You see people saying, oh, you know, he must have connections to the Jets somehow. You know, his family owns JetBlue or whatever the hell it is. And when you tie that with the fact that he's been given chance after chance after chance after chance, bro, I'm telling you, there are people that are very close to Zach Wilson that don't like him too much and feel like he's freaking privileged as hell. And and they, that was the perfect, most, like, that was the bomb. That was it. That was the grenade. That was the end all. If you wanted to end his career in New York, all you had to do was leak this out. I think he... That's, I, this is what I'm telling you. I, no, I, I, no I, I'm not disagreeing with you to a point. It, maybe that was, but to me, his career was done in New York already. I agree. That's why right. I said, yeah. That's why I agree. I that's, but that's the only reason why that makes me think, like, there's no reason to go out of their way to make him look even worse than what he is because he's done. Like, he's done. And I get it. Like, you know how much, you, Chris, again, like I said, it, of course there is reason to make it end that way because it is the way that things end in New York. It ends with a bang. Everything's supposed to end, especially who Zach Wilson is. It basically, it's like a magnet for crap. Everything, there is absolutely no way that the Zach Wilson era of New York shouldn't end like how Sanchez's career in New York ended with the butt fumble. That's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be with a bang. And the person found the perfect time and the perfect phrase to end it the way they felt like it should. And when you have that in your pocket and you know what it's going to do, you know it's going to be, that story, is, it's already on the NBC nightly news in New York. It's, it, this is going to make CNN. This is going to make, oh, the New York, you know, he said he doesn't want to play for the team anymore. Well, that's big news. This is what I'm trying to tell you. The person that did it, not only did they have, they, they had skin in the, they really wanted to hurt that. This is, that was not somebody that just, that just wanted to tell the truth. They knew what this would do. That's why they said it. That's why they let it out to the press. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm saying. I'm I'm again. Yeah, I I'm yeah, I just I don't know. I, I just think he's even before this came out, like he's done already. He's done. Yes, he's already, I agree. And he's already crashed and burned. So it's not like it's not like you you gotta make him crash and burn. Like you're saying, like I I get it. It has to end in a certain way. It's ending crashing and burning this year right like no but but what chris chris the the crash and burn was last year remember that the listen the this way zach worse listen i know it was bad but listen to this no 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 listen zach wilson's football this year was better than the zach wilson that played football last year that there that it's not even a com there's not even a comparison i understand that he wasn't scoring touchdowns or they weren't scoring touchdowns, but the story goes bigger than that. 
Zach Wilson played better football this year than he played any time in New York. You understand me? Still I not, think I think I, I, I think the situation I think the situation and the story of the time. If Zach Wilson never sat set foot in on the on the NFL football field after he was benched, he would be able to basically slide away quietly. Yes, people would talk about it, but it would it wouldn't be a potent story. It would be you know we know he's not good enough. But when that story is mixed with the eh, it becomes a powder keg. And that's basically what it is. And it's too perfect. I'm telling you, it's way too perfect. It sounds like one of these soap opera stories. Yeah. The freaking husband got killed. Who killed him? It has to be the wife. Who else? Listen. (laughs) I'm not defending anybody. I just don't understand. I don't think why some. I like. I'm not defending anybody. It is what it is. He said what he said. If it got blown out of proportion, like you're saying, fine. But at the end of the day, he still said what he said, and that is wrong. What he said, and that is basically you. You lost the. And I think his he lost the locker room last year. Whatever he's doing this year it just kind of buried him even worse in the locker room. So it doesn't really matter. And for him saying this, I'm sure his teammates were like, you know, weren't shocked by it is what I'm saying. So it is what it is. I, I'm not, we'll be talking around in circles all night if, if we wanted to about this, because it's, it, it, something was said, what, how bad and who knew about it and um, how far did it go? Did, you know what I mean? Did it get to him again? And, he still doubled down and said, no, I still don't want to start for you guys. You know, like if it got to that point, it got to that point. I'm like, well, I said, well, the one, the last thing I'm going to say about this is Zach, Zach has media tomorrow. Let's hear what he says. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's going to say, oh, I didn't say that. I'll be but shocked. He had, but, yeah, but, but, but let me ask you a question though. The one, the, of the, all the things you could say about Zach Wilson, one of the things you can't say that he hasn't been he hasn't been able to stand up and take at uh, look the firing squad in the eye. He's done that, right? And if and if you believe what you believe that Zach Wilson knows that he's done and he doesn't care if he's done in New York anymore, why would he lie? Why would he come to the media and say, "Oh, I never said that"? Oh, That's so- what I'm saying. So you think tomorrow, if he goes to the media, he's going to say, yeah, I did say that. I don't want to start for this team anymore. Of course, he's not going to say it straight up, but he, he's okay. going to use. Listen, let's say, listen to this, right? If Zach Wilson comes out and goes, listen, I had a come like he had he, like this, you know, this professional yeah, media I, speak where he kind of goes around the way. Like, yeah, listen, I, right, I had right. a conversation, you know, he kind of somebody said something, whatever. But um, but. I had a pro a, a a quiet conversation with somebody. It wasn't meant to be leaked. It it was leaked, and he says some would order like that. Then I understand where you're coming from. But if Zach was unequivocally comes out tomorrow and says, "Listen, I never said this," and Aaron Rodgers never had to speak to me, like Aaron Rodgers said on the on on the uh, what's the name of the show? His friend show. Oh, uh, Matt- because. Aaron Rodgers was on McAfee. Aaron Rodgers said, "The whoever saying what they're saying 
They're lying completely, right? That's what he said. I'm again. It's Aaron Rodgers, and he's a he's a creep, and he's whatever the hell he is. So nobody takes him at his word. But he's saying, I'm. I don't want to speak for Zach, but I'm telling you right now, nothing went down like that. Nobody told me to go speak to Zach. I never had to go speak to Zach. That's not anything happened like that. They're lying. That's what he said, right? Yep. That's what he said. We whatever's Aaron Rodgers' character concerns are, it is what it is. But if Zach comes up and says the exact same thing where he unequivocally says, that's not what happened, right? Because mm -hmm. the same way Robert Sala basically said, listen, the kid never said nothing to me like that, right? The only thing I will tell you is whatever conversations he's having with his friends or his teammates, it had nothing to do with me. Nobody, he never said that to me. Right. That's what Zach, and, 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 and to tell you the truth, what, what I took that from, the way, especially the way Salah said it, in my opinion, Salah was telling you that if this kid ever told me this shit, it would be done. You right. understand me? That's what it sounded like to me when Salah said that, because Salah's basically saying, I know, these kids talk with each other, they say stuff like that, but nobody said that to me. The way he said it, that's what it, I took it from. Right. You know? So I'm waiting to see what Zach says. But but at this moment, me and you, we're on both different sides. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So, all right. So anyway, after all this, and it basically kind of started from this, uh, the Jets did sign Brett Rippon from the I think it was the Seahawks practice squad and they released uh Tim Boyle. So not much different than what we're getting. So once again, crap at, at the quarterback position. So, and again, we lost last week. We don't have to get into the game because it's been the same game we've seen the past month and a half or so. Um, offense can't score defense plays well, but we end up losing because we can't score a touchdown or more than one touchdown. Um, anyway, let's get into week. Um, let's talk quickly about the Jet game this week against um, the Texans. Because um, the Texans have been impressive the last few weeks. C.J. Stroud looks great. Uh, what are your thoughts about the game? Quickly. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Texans, uh, they, they were just on another level. Right now, um, they're, they're a team that, are push that, in my opinion, is pushing – for as um especially um with a lot of what ha um what happened uh during during the weekend um in their own uh division that they're basically on the door knocking to get into the playoffs and the crazy thing about it is I don't think there's a lot of teams in the playoffs that want to play them um they they did they did loss uh, uh Tank Dell the the extraordinary wide receiver to a fractured fibula which is uh, sickening to hear, um, um, but but they do have a lot of talent on that play on that team. Um, I know there's guys that are gonna stand up. Collins stood up, you know, you know, stood up and had a really good game. So I so I think they're they're done. They're good, and they're not done. They're gonna be a pain in the butt for all the leading teams in the AFC. And they just might make it into the playoffs, man, um, because they're they're just playing extraordinary football on on so many different levels, from 
defense, offense, special teams, and that and the QB, even if it's shown a few warts, the thing about it is that whilst these warts are being exposed, is also showing you that he'll still tear you apart, still throw for 300 and something yards, still throw for two, three touchdowns. Because it's almost like there's no fear in his game, man. I, I, I'm i impressed. I'm impressed by everything that's going on in Houston. And you know what? And they're right there in the playoff race. They're, right now, there's four teams tied at seven and five. And they're the, the fourth team out of those four. Um, so they're on the they're on the outside looking in with the playoffs for the wild card. And they're only a game behind Jacksonville because Jacksonville lost this past week. And we'll get it into that game in a second. So, I mean, Houston Texans, nobody talked about them. Now we're talking about them possibly winning their division, which is remarkable. I mean, D'Amico Ryan should get coach of the year for what he's doing this year with that team. So, yeah. uh, so anyway, let, let's go. Let's look back at week 13 quickly. I just mentioned uh, Jacksonville. Oh, let's get into Denver at Houston. Um, mm-hmm. Houston winning that game. Uh, what was the final score? It was uh, 22-17, right. And they picked off Russell Wilson in the um, in the end zone to clinch the game at the end, right? Yeah. It was a few seconds left or maybe no time left. <laughs> so that's yeah. – yeah, um, Houston, Houston, Houston. Um, remember, Denver had been a surging team, yeah. And Houston kind of just uh stopped them right in their tracks. Uh, kind of uh, Bronc- the Broncos were like 0 for 11 on third down. Um, that was uh, I mean, that that's a defensive statement too. Um, against a team, an offense, in my opinion, in the Broncos who had been surging that. They looked like week after week they were kind of stacking stuff, and 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 um, and the, the Texans took everything from them. Um, make a break, probably making um, not probably, but absolutely making Wilson uh, crash down to earth after he'd been um, week after week um, playing better and better, um, and uh, standing up to a Denver defense that that basically gave them fits. Um, yeah. They they still were able to um I think Stroud was sacked five times if I, I remember clearly, which is you know again goes back to the fact you know what I was saying before about about um about Stroud. It it look it seems like he's a relentless. You know, he wouldn't there is no give up and and there's incredible amounts of fight in this kid, and it's it's very entertaining to watch him and watch the, them play and also the creativity on defense and offense and special teams and what they're willing to do like they're just out there having so much fun i i i, I love i love to see what houston's doing but you know you mentioned that the tank dell injury is going to be huge because yes that's one spot where they may not be so deep at is wide receiver because now their top receiver becomes nico collins who had a great game this past weekend uh, nine catches, 191, and a touchdown. But after that, I mean, they're very thin at wide receiver. So it'll be interesting to see how they do the rest of the year uh, without. Yeah, they. I think. I think. I think the Houston Texans roster will will surprise you very much. I mean, I know what Dell is and what he can do. Don't get me wrong. Um, his impact will definitely be felt. But I think there are guys on that roster that will be able to fit 
um, step in and give and produce enough to fill in uh, uh, the void. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think completely because he is just a different kind of matchup. Um, but, but I think there's guys that could like fill in for him and and be um, adequate enough to keep them uh, rolling along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another good game Thursday night. Real quick, uh, Dallas outscored Seattle basically 41-35. I I think going into it, I think we both thought Dallas would win pretty convincingly, and they had to come back. They were down – what were they down? They were down 35-27 with – in the fourth quarter. And they actually – Yeah, I think – yeah. Um, Seattle's offense. Seattle's offense. Uh, um, um, what's the name of the wide receiver? Uh, Metcalf. <laughs> Six catches. Metcalf. Yeah. Yeah. Met, met, yeah. He was, he was unstoppable, man. He was unstoppable. And, and a lot of the time, this is what, this is what in my, this is what I want. I was, if I was asking Metcalf to be what he's supposed to be or in my mind what he's supposed to be in my mind is that kind of dominating figure figure of a NFL wide receiver there's too many games where he's kind of just not in the game right it disappears yeah doesn't make any sense for the kind of talent we're talking about this is who he's supposed to be and facing off against a defense that's pretty dominant when you're talking about um, how they turn over the ball and how they're able to kind of like lock in on what offenses do and kind of not only stop it, but like take it away. Bland has how many picks and how many pick sixes? I mean, it's crazy. And the fact that they were able to over and over again go after um, go after um, the, the Cowboys that they did, I think I think it shows you the potential of of that uh, of that Seattle offense, they just been underperforming all year, yeah. and it was all a little surprising to me that they were able to do this against that Dallas defense. But it's also a great point to know, you know, that the that the Cowboys offense is pretty potent, man. And if you're gonna stop you, if you want to beat them, you have to, you have to like find a way to kind of uh, distort what they do on offense. Yeah. Um, and listen, and for D- and for Dallas, it's going to come down to what they do in the playoffs, right? This week they got Philly in in Dallas, which could, you know, determine the the division. Um, but for, for us, I mean, Dallas hasn't done anything in the playoffs in, since Troy Aikman won a Super Bowl with them. So that's that's how long it's been. That this team has gotten to the Super Bowl, nineteen ninety, I think it's ninety seven, was the last yeah. time they were there. So that shows you how bad this Dallas team, even though they've had really good teams during the regular season, they just haven't gotten it done in the playoffs. So um, it'll be interesting how they how they do this year in the playoffs. Um, another another good game, uh, Detroit New Orleans. I don't think that was supposed to be a good game. Uh, Detroit came out twenty one nothing in that game. Uh, New Orleans fought back, but Detroit holds on and wins thirty-three to twenty-eight. Hmm. Still concerned about ah, Detroit's defense. Okay? Yeah, yeah, that, great point, great point. Because that's where I was going to start. That, um, in the games where, I mean, 
in games like this where a team their offense is hot in the first half like Detroit's was, well, how do you still have to struggle to win this game? Doesn't make any kind of sense, you know. Um, and 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 the the as much as the defense is worrying to me because it would seem like Detroit would be a one and done team in the playoffs if they keep playing defense the way they do and if they have the soft spots that they do on offense they go through these little portions of time where they kind of just non-exist like they're they're non-existent they're not being able to run the ball they're penalties everything goes wrong everything is is just a mess and then they and they do also they're able to shift into these these positions where they're actually the 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 you know the feared Detroit the offense where they're like you can't stop them you know what I mean so it's so these kind of fe offensive uh uh uh, trends, in my opinion, does not bode well for a team like that, especially if you can't play defense. It's either your your offense is dominating enough that you could overpower teams or you could play consistent football on every level of the game where you 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 could be that um that feared offense. You could because they have good pass rushes. They should be able to get more pressure. They should be able to get more turnovers. But there's just something missing there in that sauce for me, man. And I, I don't have, I don't have too much faith in them. Yeah, and you know what? You know what's an interesting thing? Somebody brought it up. I was watching something, and uh, Jared Goff, he's got one more year left on his contract. Yeah. How, how many times do you see a franchise quarterback go into their last year not signed? So I think not that many times, man. This is a big offseason. Not that many times. I think we'll see him either get paid big time money, or they may trade him. You know what I mean? I, I think he's doing yeah. it. I'm not saying he's not, but um, I think they got to sign him. I think they got to just. He's not the problem. No. That, so they should they should definitely keep him. In my opinion, you gotta you gotta go. You know, you gotta go figure out that defense. You know. In the offseason, in evaluating this defense and the way they the 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 players they got to fit into some of these spots, how the coaches how Aaron Glenn was able to use them because I don't know, man. I, this is like in my opinion, this is a, a big disappointment because I thought that given the right guys, um that defense should be able to shine a little bit. And they did get some guys. I know that this, the the back end of the team is not re- on defense. It's not really where they want to be. But I, I, you know, I I think it's a pretty disappointing uh, scenario for me right now. The way the whether the uh, the Detroit defense is looking. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, another big game, which was supposed to be the game of the week, uh, didn't turn out that way. San Fran. Destroys Philly in Philly, forty-two to nineteen. Um, a lot of build-up to that game, uh, and you know what? For Philly, for Philly to lose at home 
to San Fran this bad, this late in the season, knowing that you're probably going to see them again in the playoffs. Mm. This is going to have, this I think is going to have so much of an effect on the Eagles, right? Because they yes. as the team, right? Like, oh, we beat you yep. guys in the playoffs. Yep. We don't care if Purdy was hurt. We still beat you guys. We're the best team this year. We're 10 and one. And you lose at home this bad. This is not good for Philly, I think. No. Not good no, either. and they could and they couldn't do anything about it. Listen, what are the Eagles? What are the Eagles' strengths on defense? Stop the run, right? Right. And get into the quarterback. They could they couldn't do either. No. <laughs> they couldn't do either. And and the fact that this defense on the back end is so bad. I don't think there's any way to fix this. Right. Like in season, there's nothing they could do. I know they signed uh what's his name? The kid, the white the linebacker from the, the former Colt linebacker. Right. Yeah, Leonard. I don't think that answers any questions. No. They're bad at defending tight ends. Maybe that's what you're gonna say. You're gonna do you're gonna do that. But that's not the major issue. That's just one of them. <laughs> they couldn't you stop know? anything of the 49ers. No, they couldn't. They couldn't end. do anything. And and the crazy thing about it is that the, the 49ers didn't even start hot. They started pretty cold. You know, so so we had been saying this, and don't get don't get us wrong for a second now, because they're this is probably the only team. That could do this to the Eagles. This is how good the 49ers are. But right. we will wait until this weekend, this coming weekend, because this weekend they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. So if the Dallas Cowboys could do the same thing or close to what the 49ers did to the Eagles, that they, they, they could do that, then I think we should have a conversation about exactly what the hell is going on over in Philly. But other than that, in my opinion, getting beat by the 49ers the way they got beat just in my that solidifies, in my opinion, what I've been saying from the beginning of the season. They went through that little lull where people were injured or whatever. But if that team stays healthy, I don't think there's any other team that could beat them. I no. don't think so. That no. roster has very little flaws. And and in their flaws. They find strength, which is ridiculous. It does mm. not make any sense because the one thing you could you could probably say the fact that their QB is not that seasoned is a flaw, but it's really not because he is the one that'll tear you apart. Right. <laughs> yeah. No when, sense. He's got, when he's got all of his guys with him. Yeah. Right. I mean, the guys they've been unbeatable when they're hundred percent healthy. Yeah. That's an unbeatable team at this point. Yeah, they, yeah, they, that defense is crazy, and I and I've been and I said that last week. That defensive line and some of the the new plugins that they have that are incredibly talented guys. They still haven't gotten the sauce yet. They only played a couple games, mm-hmm. three, four, five games down the road when they're they're more in an understanding of what this what that scheme is up front. Man, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're doing, because you because because they they doing. 
and 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 even even the defensive coordinator, in my opinion, to me, to, there are certain calls that he's making. In my opinion, that he still doesn't really get his guys yet, or he or or I, I'll I'll probably I'll take that back. I think there are certain calls that I think he's trying to iron out. There are certain things that he's trying to iron out. So this is scary stuff, man. If this team stays the way they stays healthy, they're going in the Super Bowl and they might just win it. Yeah. There's no Kansas City. No. <laughs> AFC <laughs> is up for grabs right now. I mean, maybe Baltimore's yeah. the best team. Miami, we haven't yeah. beat a good team yet. So um, let's quickly go through these last two games. Yes. Last week, Casey Green Bay Sunday night game. Uh, Green Bay wins 27-19. I think we've talked about it a couple of weeks now. Yes. He's got nothing at wide receiver. Nope. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have nothing. They, their wide receivers are not playing well. That exposes the fact that you could basically just take Kelsey out of the um out of the game and there's nobody else could beat him. Um and no matter how great your quarterback if, if he doesn't have weapons that's just the game is what it is. Um, uh, on the other hand, the Green Bay has um, the Green Bay offensive coordinator has been calling some incredibly great games, man. He really has, and um, Love has been playing well. They've been able to run the ball well, uh, and their defense has been playing really well. So you combine all of that together, and you have a pretty potent team, man. If you're not you know, if you're not watching, they they could make a few teams stumble. Yep, I agree. Um, and the last game, Monday night, uh, Cincy beats Jacksonville on um, on an overtime kick. Uh, the bet, the the I think two things. Obviously, they're on opposite sides here. Cincinnati, uh, Browning, their quarterback, finally. I mean, who's been who improved the most in one week? I've ever seen, right? Like last week, Yeesh. did not look good, and this week he looked pretty. You know, he looked pretty good. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence hurt his ankle. They're saying sprained ankle. They're not ruling him out yet for this week, but it didn't look good. So no, it did not. And the, and they have a bigger. They have bigger issues. Yeah, I can't say they have bigger issues because them missing that quarterback is is the biggest issue. But they, they, their, their left tackle is injured and out, and one of their more potent offense, um, offensive weapons in Kirk, got went down with an injury, and I don't know how bad it is, but if they're gonna miss all these guys for any prolonged period of time, right in the middle of the run for the playoffs, this does not bode well for them. No. Um, the Bengals, on the other hand, this is what a backup quarterback is supposed to do. You give him. The play calling, the way they called it, was great. But what made it great was the fact that the kid was unflappable. He looked like he belonged, and he just gave the ball to his weapons, and they and nobody dropped the ball. There weren't that. There were like one drop. Everybody was catching the ball. The ball was every was where it's supposed to be, and everybody showed out for the for for the kid, and they played well. Um. Yeah. And Kirk is out definitely next week. They're not saying Lawrence is out yet, but if mm. he doesn't, they got CJ Beathard as their backup quarterback. So, yeah, nah. Yeah, that's not good. Um, nope. <laughs> to say the least. But anyway, let's get into some week 14 games, some of the bigger ones. 
Um, we talked about Philly. We could go right into them. Uh, they go to Dallas next week. After, you know, Dallas winning their game, Philly losing their game pretty bad. This is a big game. And if Dallas wins, they'll tie them for first place in the, in the division. Yeah, very big game. Um, Dallas has been one of the more potent offenses in the NFL this year and one of the more dangerous defenses in the NFL this year. Um, they've put it together a couple of times and you see how dangerous they are. And um, the Eagles better be able to do something about this because this is uh, this would be pretty humiliating for them to lose back to back because it's the the way that Dallas could beat you is as bad as how the 49ers can beat you. Yep. Because if you fall to the if you fall to Dallas for too long, they will put 40 something on you. Oh yeah. You know. So so it's it's gonna be a really interesting matchup. And the fact that it's a division matchup, it makes it even more interesting, in oh, yeah. my opinion. So, hell of a game. And that's Sunday night, by the way. That's a good Sunday night game. Um, oh, yeah. Buffalo, they're at a, you know, they're at kind of like that, um, the fork in the road, basically, in their, in their <laughs> six and six. They haven't looked good. Um, and they're traveling to Kansas City, who's eight and four, and they kind of look like, like we just yeah. talked about them. I, I don't know. This is two teams kind of in the same boat. Like we don't know what they are. Yeah. Well, 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 one one team just has not been able to grab like the Chiefs, we know what they want to be. They just don't have the pieces, or the pieces are not showing up. The Bills, on the other hand. They've tried this before. They've ran that same formula over and over again, and it's popping up the same way every time. Good enough to look flashy, put up a bunch of touchdowns, make some crazy plays here and there, but not good enough to overtake the Kansas City Chiefs. That's how it's that's how it's been. Um, and even this season, they've struggled. This team should not be six and six. It's impossible for you on paper. Watch this team and tell me, what about this team is six and six? I know they have injuries in specific places, but still, there's nothing about this team that says six and six, Chris. Right. So they're underperforming. Why are they underperforming? They don't have Josh Allen is not injured. Their number one wide receiver is not injured. Gabe Davis is not injured. The kid wide um wide um um tight end that they just drafted that's pretty good. Yeah. And Kincaid is not he, he's not injured. They don't have there's no explanation really to why the Bills are struggling. There's a clear and present reason why Kansas City is struggling. It's very simple. And it, let us see what the, the 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 coaching staff in Buffalo has come up with for this week for this weekend after they were out last week. If they could kind of light the fire under this team and bring them back to the competitive level that we all think they could be, um, because if they're not, we let's not forget as bad as the Kansas City offense is, their defense could shut you out. 
they could play really good defense. And if and again, if they go back to the fighting Josh Allen, where everything is Josh Allen against a good defense like this, this is not going to be pretty. And you know what? Here's the thing: like Buffalo, like we're we're trying to figure them out. We I can almost put them in the Charger category. Like oh, that is that is a that is a indictment, in my opinion. If you if you, no, <laughs> if you're in the same, right now, I agree. Go games. ahead. Yeah. Look, look, think yeah. about the games that they've lost this year against us. Opening night. Yeah. Think about how they lost that game. Overtime yep. on a punt return. Okay. Then their second loss was against Jacksonville at home, twenty-five to twenty. Or that might have been at uh, that might have been in um in London. But anyway, twenty-five twenty. They lost five by five points. They lost at the Patriots, twenty-nine twenty-five. They lost at Cincinnati, twenty-four eighteen. They lost against Denver, twenty-four twenty-two. They lost <laughs> against Philly, thirty-seven thirty-four. Yeah, they're right there. They're just not. Just but but the, the scores the in my opinion the box score says one story but if you watch the game it tells a different story in my it's the it's it's there is a incorrect there's a through line that you could connect from the couple last seasons with Buffalo to now they're not balanced they're not a balanced football team. If you go back, if you watch the the Jags game against against the Bengals, one of the things that should that that should that goes that kind of appears when you look at it, or that's pretty apparent, is the fact that as good as the Jags were, the Jags were struggling to run the ball, and you could almost feel it that at some point they wouldn't be able to just have Lawrence keep throwing these miraculous throw catch um catching um passes. And and having wide receivers making those reactor catches, it was unsustainable, right? The yep. the thing the 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 thing that makes you good is the fact that you could do whatever you want and dictate to that defense what you want to do. And the Bengals could not do it. I mean, the the Jags could not do it. And I know it added it it ended in in injury, and that's probably what dictated the loss more than anything else. But you could feel it. That the Bengals were the more smooth moving team because they were able to run the ball and Brownie was able to get the ball down the field to his weapons. Well, that's the problem with the Bills. The Bills make massive plays two, three, four times a game, right? But other than that, there's nothing else. Right. That's the problem. They should be able to go on. When you're supposed to be able to make these massive plays, but also go on a nice 10, 11 play drive where you're like just beating the crap out of the other team. You know what I mean? Where they're trying everything and you're just taking, like they, they and almost like you gotta, you're forcing them to give up. I got you. Give up, man. But that's not what, what's happening. And, and, and that's what separates the Bills from the other teams that are that we know are good in the NFL. Yeah. And until they figure out what that is, which is, in my opinion, figure out how to be a better running team. I know the box score says that you're a good running team, but you're not because Josh Allen is what makes you a good running team. 
if until you figure out how to get your running backs into the game by running the ball down people's throats, you're not going to go anywhere. This is true. We've been talking about this for a few years now. With Buffalo, so yeah, I haven't gotten it. <laughs> um, <laughs> a game what I didn't think we'd be talking about a couple of weeks ago, especially after Joe Burrow went down, but Indianapolis coming into Cincinnati at seven and five. They're actually Indianapolis is actually in the playoffs as we speak in Cincinnati. Crazy. And Buffalo is not. <laughs> so, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense, but this is I, yeah, I know the Indianapolis that uh, Titans game was kind of a weird ass game. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff went down in that game. Um, but in like two straight block punts. What does that happen in one game? Why? I that, that's a weird ass thing to happen in a game, <laughs> but it sounds more like a college game to me, not an NFL game. But, um, for me, it seems like they have heart, the coach, yeah, you know what I mean? That that's how they, they play like they believe, even if nobody else does, and nobody's talking about them because most because a lot of what they're doing is. Just on sheer will, in my opinion, you know, uh, Gardner Minshew's performance was kind of out of this, you know, out of his realm because he does do this once in a blue moon where he shows up because, you know, he's kind of that, you know, uh, backup or second string, third string quarterback that has the skill or, you know, he will show up once in a while and knock you off your feet. But um but that was one of those weekends where he had over 300 yards passing and a couple touchdowns. Um, but the the conversation of, of, around the Colts, in my opinion, is the fact that they're they're uh, you know they're a very very uh, feisty team, man. They won't give up. And if you don't know how to quiet them real early, yeah, they're they're gonna stick around until they beat you. And we're gonna finish up this uh, look at Week 14 with. Another game that I don't know if it was going to look as good as it is, but I don't know how it's going to look because you got both teams possibly without their starting quarterback, Jacksonville going into Cleveland, eight and four Jacksonville, seven and five Cleveland. I mentioned earlier with Jacksonville, they're only a game in front of uh, Houston for the division lead. And we're talking about Indianapolis. They're also at seven and five right behind them. Cleveland is still in the playoff picture, right? They're actually yeah, actually in the wild card right now at seven and five. But how long could they hold on to that, you know, without their starting quarterback? Yeah, and and you could tell, right, for the for the for the small moment that Joe Flacco uh, was able to play um, efficient QB, this team looked like a team, you know, and uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. That's only what Joe Flacco could only do that for a moment because, you know, <laughs> his his game is more about turning the ball over than it is about being efficient, unfortunately. Um, we know that very intimately as Jets fans. Um, he He's, uh, uh, but they need that, you know, because we know how talented this team is, especially on defense. Um, and they do have weapons on offense and guys that could play and, it could still run the hell out of the ball because this offensive line, again, one of the better offensive lines in the NFL. Um, so they 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 could still be a pain in people's butt. The problem is, does that quarterback allow for that by by him playing 
efficient football does doesn't have they don't have to break the bank they don't have to score three four touchdowns i think if they just able to kind of plod around the field long drives you know score a couple touchdowns a couple field goals i think this defense is good enough to cause a lot of problems for a lot of people so um, it'll be an uh, interesting game. This is one of the games I think I'll look. I'll, I'll definitely pay attention to. Yeah, definitely. It's going to have a lot of playoff implications too. Yes. I mean, these last this last month is going to be pretty crazy because their playoffs are wide open. AFC from Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Indy, and Houston, all at seven and five, are tied atop of the wild card. And then you got Denver, Cincy, and Buffalo, all at six and six. And crazy got, yeah you got the charges at five and seven you know are they still in it i don't know um and then the nfc you got with the wild card dallas leading away nine and three or philly if they beat them this week and then you got minnesota green bay rams and seattle all at six and six followed by tampa and new orleans at five and seven each so i mean every it's still wide open the giants i mean we, we hear about it all week like oh if the giants keep winning you know, they might have a shot at the wild card. You know, they, something that we would never hear about. But hey. they're at four and eight. And the NFC, you're still you're still alive at four and eight. So, yep. but um, anyway, that's our show. Um, thank you for joining us as always. Um, hopefully week 14 is a fun week for not just the NFL, but for the Jets for the first time in a long time. But we will see. <laughs> And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take it easy, guys.